welcome to the Balanced Theory Podcast. My name is Erica and I'm absolutely delighted to be your host in welcoming the show for the very first time. Are you someone who wishes they had more time? Do you struggle to fit in the things you love into your routine? And are you sick and tired of trying out all these different approaches to balancing your life and finding that none of them are really working for you? If you answered yes to any of these questions, then you have definitely come to the right place and I'm so glad you're here. Thank you for tuning in. The podcast to come will introduce you to an array of individuals who either have personal experience or are professionals in the key areas of life. So the balance theory deems those to be your health, being your physical and mental, your relationships, which include all of family, friendships and love. And the last category, I've decided to call it fulfillment. So that includes anything from your career, learning, studying, whether you're a full-time mom, whether you have a particular hobby that keeps you going, whatever it is for you that satisfies that fulfillment category, that's it. At the end of this episode, we're going to undertake together a critical but simple two-step approach just to get you thinking about what it is that your balance currently look like and perhaps what it is that you would like it to look like. I would recommend that you stick around and do this task with me because it's really going to position you well to get the most out of the episodes to come. During our time together in episode zero, we're going to go a little bit into what the balance theory is all about. Talk about the myth that I think lies in the concept of work-life balance. Go into the three key areas as previously introduced. And lastly, just go through that exercise. First things first, time. We each have exactly the same amount of hours in every single day. Yet some people just manage to do more. It seems that we are always strapped for it or chasing more of it. And we look at those people who seem to fit in a crazy amount of things into the day and think, how the hell do they balance everything? You can read and research thousands of articles on the concept of work-life balance. And I think that that's a metric that many of us turn to when we think about, am I balancing my life? Is my life filled with equilibrium? But an ugly truth emerged for me personally when considering this concept, and that is the concept of work and life always seem to be isolated and it's though the two can never overlap or merge when thinking about life in this way i felt as though i was always selecting work or life let me break it down for you so the concept first emerged to me when i was training quite consistently and periodically i would undertake an in-body scan so for those of you who don't know what that is it's uh, basically a full body scan and it just gives you a breakdown of your muscle and fat ratio and it basically spits out a number and that's your body fat percentage so i was training really hard and i was always kind of bouncing in between this two percentile range for my body fat this particular time i had gone i think it was about my fourth scan i had so much energy i felt my best i felt as though i looked my best as well and i was pretty confident that this was going to be a personal best in terms of body fat percentage So I went to do the test and lo and behold, it spat out a number and it was the highest body fat that I had ever had. And I actually had to take a step back and just think to myself, is this the metric I'm using to balance my health, to balance how I approach my health? And I realized in that moment I was using such a specific number to spit out or to dictate to myself how well I had done in terms of my health. Now, this may not be the case for you, and I'm not 
I'm not undermining the benefits of these sorts of tests. So if your goal was to specifically reduce that body fat, then that sort of test definitely would um, give you the correct metric. It's very specific. But for me personally, I was basing it off how I felt, how I thought I looked, how much sleep I was getting, how much energy I had. And, and to use such a specific metric just wasn't the right result for me. So I did away with the test and I actually haven't gone back and done one since because what I want is to get a more holistic value and understanding of what it is that my health, where, where it lies. So when thinking about it in this way, I, w- I will then turn to the concept of work-life balance. And I feel as though similarly, that is such a specific metric for so many people to consider whether their lives are balanced. When considering your own life, you have many different priorities, values, and interests that will dictate where you choose to spend your time, whether it's your job that requires you to do a certain amount of things or your interests or hobbies or your responsibilities, they will all determine realistically how you can spend your time. That might be that the majority of it is at work. It might be that the majority of it is in the gym because you value health and it's super important. It ties to your work. So whatever the case may be, viewing work and life as 50-50 doesn't necessarily work for anyone. And like the in-body scan, it's such a specific metric that I don't think is a realistic standard for most of us. Now, look, that's not to say that when we do the exercise together shortly, that if you if you work out that your balance is equal thirds or equal parts in each of the areas, um, then that's totally fine. That could be uh, well and truly your balance, but it's just not... The blueprint that everyone should be basing their um, understanding of what they need and want. I feel as though the concept of work-life balance puts pressure on you. Per- well, I certainly felt it personally to to always seem to rebalance the two in some way. So I'm, I'm sure you can easily think of a time where you've chosen one over the other. And no doubt there was a, a level of guilt that came with that. A level of guilt that made you feel as though you had to rebalance the two in some way. So with that in mind, I think it's pretty fair to say how you choose to or how you do spend your time distinguishes you from your neighbor, your colleague, or your sibling. But here's the thing, and this is sort of where the theory started to emerge. What you and all those other people in your life need to balance your own life is completely different. It's going to be entirely dependent on where you're at in life, what your values are, your interests and responsibilities. And this goes one step further. It's not as though you'll undertake an exercise and understand what your balance is and hooray, you'll be there at the end, the finish line. It's sort of like setting yourself goals. You will set yourself a goal and understand that that's what you want. You'll get there and suddenly your goals pushed back or you have a new one. It's sort of like that with balance. You have an understanding of where you're at, but this time next year or in five years time, your interests and your responsibilities are also going to change. So this needs to be something that you're conscious of and consistently undertaking an assessment of so that you can be in tune with what your body needs, what your mind wants, what you as a person need to balance. So if I can make you a single guarantee, it is this. There is no magic formula that will give you the equilibrium that work-life balance promises you. And nor should there be. I mean, Why should there be a single blueprint when there are so many different factors involved in people's lives, so many different um, ebbs and flow that will mean you'll have to sacrifice different things of your life at different times? I truly believe that one size fits all has no place here and it truly is dependent on you tuning in and honing into what it is 
that you require out of life. And I know that's so much easier said than done, which is why we're going to undertake a journey here together to try and reach out and understand and get tools and tips from people who have gone through challenges before so that you are in the best possible position armed with all the tools and tips to keep yourself on a path that works best for you rather than chasing an an endless and an unrealistic benchmark such as work-life balance that may not work for you at all. So one thing I just wanted to reiterate and if it's the only thing you take away from today's show it is this balance is not equilibrium it does not mean that you need to have equal thirds of health relationships and fulfillment because let's face it sometimes that is such an unrealistic standard most of us who have nine to five jobs that will be the majority of your week so it's really unrealistic for you to say okay i'm gonna spend exactly the same amount of time with my friends my loved one uh, my family and then also do all your fulfillment sometimes we just do not have the means of doing so. So you have to be realistic with yourself and understand that it's totally dependent on where you're at in life. So just by way of example, being quite early on in my career, only having finished my studies a few years ago and being quite involved in couple side hustle style projects, it's fair to say that a majority of my time or what my balance needs right now is spent within that fulfillment category. And you might resonate with that. You might feel exactly the same way. But I think what's what's most important here is to consider what is it that you do in your spare time? When you're not at work or you're not focusing on a side hustle, where are you allocating those hours? So as promised, we're going to go through this together. It's just going to be a simple two-step approach that we're going to break up into the each um, areas of life. And I've also linked in the bio a little worksheet. If you're a pen to paper kind of person, I know I definitely am. It definitely helps me when I write things out. Um, You can revisit it at a later stage or you can reprint it out and retake the exercise when you feel like things are changing in your life. You know, some people just like to listen and mentally go through it. So whatever works for you, I want you to go through it and feel free to pause if you need any more time as well. And just to make it a little bit easier, think of it in terms of a score out of 10. So rather than saying, okay, I spend this exact amount of hours per week on this particular area, let's think of it in terms of a score out of 10. So 8 to 10 being quite a lot. And then obviously you've got down the lower end for none at all. And as we go through the three areas, you'll end up with a total out of 30. So the first step is we're going to consider how each of the areas currently feature in your life. So bear in mind, this is not how you would like them to feature. It's how they are currently existing in your life. The first area is health. First branch of that being your physical health. We all know what we should be eating, how much we should be exercising, how much water we should be drinking, etc. But have a think about how much of your week is actually spent on your physical health, whether that be time in the gym Preparing a well-cooked meal, Um, let's leave out sleep for now. Let's talk about waking hours of the day. Um, Just have a think about how much time you consciously dedicate to your physical health. Feel free to stop this audio for as long as you need to go through the category. Just take it at your own pace and make sure you're really thinking thoughtfully about it. The next compartment would be your mental health. So just have a little bit of a think about that as well. Do you meditate? Do you practice gratitude? Do you take the time out to to train your mind or give it a rest. Uh, That could be whatever means meditation for you. I know for some people it's sitting in silence. For others it's guided meditation. For others it's reading. For others it's having a bath. Whatever it is, if you make the time to uh, focus on your mental health, then have a little think about how present that is throughout your week. 
The next category is uh, relationships. So you might be in a family, you might have raised one as a single mum. You might be single in a situationship, as they call it, a long-term relationship. And let's talk about friends. You might be a total social butterfly or you might be an introvert. Have a think about the three areas, your love life, family and friendships. And just, just have a think about how much time you dedicate to each of those groups. And just a reminder here, there is no wrong and right answer. It's not wrong if you don't see your family or you don't see your friends. It's just what works for you at this point in your life. So don't feel discouraged and don't feel disheartened if you think I should be doing that or I could. This isn't the work-life balance situation. There's no metric for you should be doing this or this is the standard. This is about trying to ascertain where you're at at the moment so that we can work out where you want to go. Again, just hitting the pause button here for as long as you need to filter through this area. And the last category under this step one would be the fulfillment category. So this could be your work, career, hobby, studies, whether you're a full-time mom, whether you have picked up something like a side hustle, whatever it is, think of how much time you allot to this category. Now, most of us with full-time jobs will find that this forms the majority of our week. Um, but if there's anything additional, things you might dedicate in your spare time that also fall under this category, make a note of it. And I also want you to ask yourself something because as humans, we are constantly needing a sense of fulfillment. We need to feel like we've achieved something. So have a little think about your work. Does it give you that sense of fulfillment? Now, for some people, work means they're constantly challenged and applying themselves. And for others, it means they're good at what they do and they go in and do it. So have a think about what what work or what um, fulfillment are you engaging in and does it give you that satisfaction? Now, I want you to either rethink back or have a look at your page of the different areas. And I want you to put a little mental star or a physical star next to the categories you think okay, I really, that doesn't feature in my week at all. And I really would like it to, you may even notice that it received quite a low score and you would like that to be much higher than what it is. So definitely jot that down, bear it in mind. It's not to make you feel guilty or bad about how your life is structured at the moment. It's to bring awareness and be conscious that, okay, there are things and areas that you have room to grow. And this is exactly the reason why I wanted you to undertake this exercise with me, because as we move through the preceding episodes, I want you to be able to clearly identify, okay, if it's your mental health, you might want to implement some more rituals or you need some tips on gratitude or whatever the case may be. So you're going to know exactly which episode you want to tune into or which ones you may need to follow through with exercises if we um, put any up in the bios, etc. I think this is also a really good exercise to undertake because if your score is looking something like low to mid 20s out of 30, then you have to consider there is quite a chunk of time there that isn't accounted for within the key areas of life. And whilst that might be your hobby or something else you do for leisure, if it doesn't fall into one of those categories, how does it feature in your life and do you want that to be a practice that you continue to engage in so if it's not something for your health and it's not something that fulfills you it might just be worth sitting down and considering why it is that that takes up a period of your time and this is particularly important for people who want to be implementing certain things and feeling as though they don't have the time to do so this is the gray area these are the hours you need to tune into and really work out 
What is it that I'm spending all this extra time doing? Where can I sacrifice or, or borrow a bit of time from? So it's a really good exercise to not only see where you're at now, but also to help you govern and organize your time better. Now, if you're someone who's undertaking this exercise and you're looking at your balance and thinking, I'm pretty happy with it. I think it's a true reflection of not only what I'm doing, but what I want. Then I want you to have a little think about which areas you might want to level up, which ones you want to take to the next level. Now, growth is always when you're open to change and willing to learn more. So it could be your training routine. It could be your diet. It could be the way you engage with people. Perhaps you can take your side hustle or your work to another level. Just have a little think about if there's any areas that you see as potential growth avenues. And that will similarly give you a bit of an understanding of which episodes are going to help you the most moving forward. Alrighty, so that's step one done. Now, irrespective of whether you've noted there are areas you think are lacking that you want to work on or whether you've noted there are areas you want to level up that are existing or both, you need to ask yourself, what, if any, are the barriers? So if you've made a note that perhaps your mental health is not something you focus on as much as you would like, ask yourself why. This is what step two is all about. It's about jotting down any possible barriers you can think of as to why that hasn't already featured in your life at the level you would like it to. It could be that you don't have the time, which is a very common answer. It could be that you just don't know how. It could be that you feel totally lost about it and uncertain. Just write down anything you can think of. There is no stupid answer. And this is just for you to get into the zone where you understand what it is you need and want and why it is you haven't gotten there yet. I really want you to be frank and candid with yourself. There's no benefit shortcutting here. This is for you, a tool for you to come back to and to use moving forward and to really help you get the most out of the episodes. So just be upfront with yourself. What is it? Are you scared? Do you not know? Are you unsure? Have you tried before and failed? You know, what is it? Just write it down on the paper and and bear it at the fore. So after working through this two-step process with me, you will already be more self-aware than you were at the start of this episode. Amazing. And you know exactly what that means. You are now ready and receptive for all the information that's to come on the balance theory. You are ready to receive and take on board any tools and tips that come your way because you know exactly which areas you feel you're lacking or need growth. And I really hope that when going through this process, you can understand where I'm coming from when I say that work-life balance is such an unfair and un... not right. That's not quite the word. It's just a total invaluable metric, I think, to use as a standard for most people when we need to be realistic about what our current demands and responsibilities require of us. My own experience has shown me that people go through shit in life. People have difficulties, things come up, and it's not always as simple as, I really want to exercise and I'm going to go five days a week. Sometimes your responsibilities and your job or whatever the case may be just physically does not allow you to do that. And all we're doing here is is making a note, a mental note, and saying, "Hey, that's something I really want to, um, I really want to engage with more in my time." But I'm aware that at the moment it's not something that features in my life, and so we're just bringing awareness to that at this stage. And as we go through the episodes, hopefully you'll become more comfortable and armed with 
how you can then implement it perhaps a bit more or just not feel so bad about it all the time. You know, like I think I think we're always forced to feel bad if we don't exercise or we don't um, eat the right things or we don't see our family all the time. And, and you know what? Life just gets in the way. And so this theory is all about what do you need and want in life? And it's okay to live by your own metric. Thank you so much for tuning into episode zero. I'm so excited to finally have put this theory out there and I cannot wait to share with you all the incredible speakers we've got coming up. Just a parting tip for you all. Balance is not an end goal. It's not something you get to and you think, all right, cool, I've got a hang of it now. Let's move on. It's like I said before, it's like a goalpost. When you get there, it's likely that your priorities and needs and wants are going to change and you're going to need to undertake a reassessment. But you have the power, you're in control and you have full understanding of what it is that you need and want. And so get rid of that guilt, get rid of that blueprint that you think you need to fit into, because guess what? It's all about how conscious you are of what you need and want. The tides of life are going to knock you back and forth and it's just about your resilience and how much on path you can remain a path that works with you and what you need and want at that point in time. And in understanding what works for you, You'll become that person that everyone looks to one day and says, superhuman, how do they do it all? Stay balanced and I'll see you next time.